Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football's Finest Podcast, brought to you by Brandon and Ian. Ian, what's going on, buddy? How's it going, man? It's going good. Another week. Uh, we're going to get into some start and sit players, in our opinions, this week. More news, and then we're going to preview our matchups for our league, so let's get into it. One's here. Let's go. Yeah, we won. Rams tonight. Hell yeah. I mean, heck yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. let's go. Thanks again for joining us, everybody. Super pumped, as always. This is episode nine. We are almost to double digit episodes, man. How are we feeling? What do you think so far? Good, man. Really stoked for the season to finally get started. We got to, we're going to football, man. Oh, my gosh. Games Meaningful count. games. Meaningful games, dude. No more Sundays till February without football. I'm stoked. So, um, so yeah, we're going to get into uh, our start and sit candidates this week. Um, again, it's all opinionated, but we're going to go over a couple for each uh, side of that. And obviously there's news um, ahead of Thursday night's game, the Bills and Rams, like we kind of previewed last week. Um, but, dude, I can't wait, man. I'm just – I'm so ready. I'm tired of watching preseason. Hard Knocks will be over after tonight. I'm super sad about that. Have you been watching it at all, or are you just going to binge it? Oh, yeah, no, I've been I've been keeping up on it. As, you know, it's kind of weird. It's like a week behind, like, what we kind of know about already because since we live in the area, you know, where the Lions play, um, you're kind of up, up to date on the news, so we're seeing hard, hard Knocks the week after, but it's still a good watch, man. I love it. Absolutely. I'll be sad. It's definitely, like, I love when people are saying, like, it's the best hard knocks ever. I'm like, yes, dude. That's awesome because our product might not be that. So we're it's gonna be okay. So right. So we are gonna get into the news. Um, and then obviously we'll try to keep that short because I wanna like have enough time for our start and sit players, but I feel like we should just kind of dive right into it. So um so as far as the news goes, um we're gonna start off in Rams country. And the big one, this is especially like kind of like I pay attention to this news. It's Matthew Stafford. I drafted him in our pay league. Something about elbow tendonitis. Some people say it's not a big issue. Some people do. So I guess Sean McVay came out and said that Matt Stafford has no limitations week one. He was also asked if he'd feel okay if Stafford had to throw 50 plus passes against the Bills. And he quote said no hesitation if he'd, he'd be fine. So that part should be okay. And then Van Jefferson, the slot receiver that they have, he's not expected to play week one against the Bills. He's still recovering from a knee surgery that he had August 2nd. Um, that's per Pro Football Network from what I read. So they'll have Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, and I don't honestly know any other receiver. I'm sure they have more, but I, I know Van Jefferson's their slot. So that is going to – make me believe that they're going to lean super heavily like they already were on Cooper cup and Allen Robinson. Um, do you, what do you think of their outlook is going to look like this week? Yeah. I mean, it, it, 
uh, yeah, I would say you're right. They're leaning a little bit more heavily on them. I know that Tredavious White is out for the Bills, though, too. Um, was one of their best uh, corners. Um, so, you know, it might not mean anything. It could, could mean a whole lot. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I uh, So I want people to understand, too, especially in PPR, you don't have to have a touchdown laden game. Like, you, you, your player doesn't have to score a ton of touchdowns to be, like, relevant, right? So, like, I have Cooper Cup. Even if he catches, like, no touchdowns, he's going to get targets and catches and yards. Like, they, they have to rely on him. The Bills' defense is solid. Um, so, I mean, like, Cam Akers, who also is in news, but basically uh, he's back. Um, but I don't think that the run defense for the Bills is, you know, nearly as bad as their secondary will be. Not that it'll be bad, but I'm 100% playing Allen Robinson – cooper cup only for the volume play um i don't know about the scoring but that that's just like you kind of have to at that point um foreshadowing some of those players might be in our start set but um so yeah i wanted to say that jk dobbins has a chance to play week one depending on his practice uh this week so if he practices okay and he looks good he'll probably be out there if not he will not um i'm assuming this might be breaking news but i'm assuming we'll find out right before kickoff you know sometime before the kickoff happens We'll probably hear that, you know, so, <laughs> um, but just kind of monitor that, uh, he's obviously one of their better players on the roster. So, um, and then if not, then Ian, your dude, Kenyon Drake, not, not, he's probably not your dude, but you know, um, he'll be ready to play maybe, I guess I haven't read much on it. Have you seen anything or not really? No. I mean, you know, typically the teams aren't going to pick up running backs right at the end of training camp unless there's a reason for it. So I'm a little skeptical on J.K. Dobbins playing this week, but we'll see. All right. And I know we touched on these players last week, too, but just to kind of reiterate, we're finally into week one. So we just want to make sure everyone gets a shot to listen to that. Uh, Alan Lazard, this is kind of huge, is not a lock to play week one. Matt LaFleur said he was non-committal um, about him playing. He's been missing time for an undisclosed reason. So that's not good, clearly. I mean, like, you want him to be there. He's your wide receiver one, uh, you know, expected to be the wide receiver one there. Um, they don't have Christian Watson back yet. Um, they're hoping that's soon. Um, but they're hurting for wide receiver, man. So hopefully he's back. And, you know, obviously if you drafted him, that's what you, you – the, the potential is there. You know, you got Aaron Rodgers – passing the ball like that's that's huge so alan lazard just keep keep an eye on him follow the news follow packers twitter beat reporters if you have to like it's it's insane so and obviously we'll keep you updated but uh we i hope the reason comes out is what i'm trying to say yeah and i'm not really quite ready to call for the romeo dubs uh breakout game just yet but uh i mean they're running thin at wide receiver I know. Imagine drafting Romeo Dobbs in like the last round of a 10 team league, right? Like who does that? You know, <laughs> you know, anyway. Right. So. <laughs> um, so this one, I got kind of a list here. I'm not going to go through every single player on every team, but so Drake London, Jalen Waddle, T Higgins, Robbie Anderson, and K makers are all back at practice and all should be good to go week one for, you know, the reasons that they had hurt, whatever they're, they're good. So no indications that they'll be missing time. They're ready. Zach Ertz uh, did not practice Monday. If you drafted him as your tight end one, find a waiver wire replacement this week if you can without dropping quality content for players. Like, Zach Ertz did not practice. I don't know if that'll be the case 
later in the week when it's it's go time. He's obviously a decent tight end and very important on that offense when they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. But if he isn't practicing, then pivot, find another option if you can, just in case. Chris got yeah. Chris Godwin is out of his knee brace. Let's go, man. He's on the road to good recovery. So uh, I don't know exactly what happened to his knee again, but he got back at practice a month ago, a couple weeks ago, and he finally took the knee brace off. So that just tells me that he, in his state of mind, doesn't think he needs it anymore, which is good for his confidence, and confidence is key um, on offense, man. If you're not confident, you're not going to do much, but – Chris Godwin, he's he's good to go, man. I like what I'm hearing. So, um, very good wide receiver for the Bucks. And then lastly, we have Leonard Fournette, which is the same team, Buccaneers. Uh, reports say he could see a reduced workload this year. So I saw this. I'm not gonna lie, Ian. I saw this the other day. I'm calling BS. And here's why. Okay. Okay. Tell me why. Because A, I drafted him, <laughs> and then B, the dude is so good, and Tom Brady trusts him immensely. He's a very good running back, running the ball and catching the ball. They also don't have Antonio Brown this year, which is whatever, but, I mean, he still, like, was good part of the offense. But Leonard Fournette, like, who do they have behind him? A couple of rookies. They don't have Ronald Jones anymore. Like, I know that they want to reduce the workload. I don't think they're going to have a choice. To They're going to have to play him as much as they can. You know, I know they want to make sure he's healthy all year, but, like, what are you going to do? You don't really have any other options. Um, what do you think? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I know. I, I, don't, I, I don't think they're going to reduce his workload. I think you're right. I don't think they have much of a choice. Um, unless some of these rookies impress in camp more than we know about, um, you know, week one is, is always the most interesting week of the year to me because it's when you start to learn about what's really going on, you know, how much is just camp talk and how much is reality. Yeah. I just, I definitely think it'll be something where if they even try to do that and then they get like low in games, he's going to be in there anyway. So I don't really, I don't see that happening. So yeah, but, as long as he's like plays like 40% of snaps when I face you, that's fine with me. Right. Exactly. So but, yeah, that's going to do it for the notes, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we're going to get into our start sit. Um, so, Ian, real quick, just to kind of confirm with you. So, obviously, these are our opinions, right? These are not guaranteed. Like, if you, if you, the owner that's listening to this podcast, if you go with our start and sit and they don't work out, we don't want to hear it, man. We're going to give you our reasonable take on why you should start and why you should sit these players but if they uh, you know perform or don't perform ultimately you're the one clicking the button and i will be doing the same thing and if i you know no no person out there is right 100 percent of the time it just doesn't happen so obviously oh, take with the green salt. and uh at this point in the season too you know we haven't played into real games yet so um we're giving our best projections on what's going to happen based on the prior year based on um, ranking is going into the year and, you know, different defensive defensive metrics and things like that. Um, so, you know, we're trying to help you out. Um, but by no means should this be a hundred percent, uh, what you should do. Um, just maybe what I would do or what Brandon would do. Right. Exactly. Just take it and, you know, use the information wisely is what I would say. But, um, well, let's get into it, man. Will you start or will you sit? 
That is the question. So, Ian, you always kick us off, brother. So why don't you go ahead and get us uh, – we'll do the start players first. So go ahead and hit us with your first start. All right, so starting with the start, I'm going to go with uh, Antonio Gibson, running back for the Washington Commanders, going up against the Jaguars this week. Um, you know, we'll address it right off the bat. You know, the unfortunate incident happened with Brian Robinson, mm. um, you know, a week or two ago. Um during the uh, car, it was a carjacking, I think. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, so hopefully he has a speedy recovery and makes it back real soon. Uh, but until then, you know, any doubts about Antonio Gibson being a full go as a starting running back uh, for the commanders are uh, gone for now. Um, and if we look at their opponent for this week, Jacksonville gave up, you know, had one of the worst rush defenses in the, in this, in the uh, league last year. Uh, they gave up 2,127 rush yards and 22 TDs last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they still have one of the lowest-rated defensive fronts coming into the year as well. Um, yeah, I just I just think it's going to be a big Antonio Gibson game. You know, J.D. McKissick should will probably you know see some touches as well. Um, but it's Antonio Gibson, if you had any doubts about playing him this week because of the uncertainty about his uh, starting status uh, for this week, he's good to go. Also, side note. The Commanders are going to be introducing their team dog, Mando, this week oh. before the first home game. So if ever you're going to call for a Commander's blowout, I think that Mando being on the field is going to uh, spell good things for the Washington this week. I did not know that they had a dog named Mando, bro. Like Commando? Or I guess what's their word play on that? Like Commanders, Commando. I like it. I kind of yeah. I'm excited. I might just tune in just for that and then immediately turn it <laughs> off. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, good take, man. I mean, Brian Robinson being out, that's kind of a no-brainer as far as that. Plus that Jacksonville defense, like what are you going to do? You got to play him, man. It's a good start. Um so my first start is going to be Cortland Sutton against Seattle. Uh so big thing is obviously Denver has Russell Wilson who was on Seattle. So it's not really a revenge game, but it kind of is going to feel like a revenge game. Um, And Cortland Sutton is out to prove that he's the wide receiver one in Denver. So now I know Seattle has Jamal Adams, like a Pro Bowl safety, um, but they gave up the second most passing yards last year. Um, That's a lot. I mean, like second most. I mean, obviously I would try to throw them. I I might even be able to catch a touchdown against them. Who knows? Uh, Maybe not, but, you know. And then it's also a primetime game. Monday night. So that does matter. You know, the star, the stars, like the players know when it's Monday night, they know when the lights are on. I just, I think it's a good start, man. Russell Wilson can throw it. Cortland Sutton can catch it. He's tall. Seattle sucks on defense for passing. Like it's a good play. I would start him week one for sure. You know what? I think I will. I think I'm going to go ahead and put him in my flex spot this week. Uh, try and take the win. Oh, nice. Thank you so much for taking the advice, sure. <laughs> but go ahead. Sorry, my next start for this week is uh, Rondale Moore, wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Uh, this game has the highest over-under rating for the week, so they, they're expected to score 53.5 points between them. Um, so it's going to be projected to be a high-scoring game. Chiefs-Cardinals, Kyler versus Mahomes. Why wouldn't it be, right? Right. Couple that with the fact that the Chiefs' backfield didn't really have a great season last year. They allowed... Almost 4,300 yards, sixth worst uh, in the league last year. Um, and then, you know, yeah, they got Hollywood Brown. He's probably going to have a great game, too, to be honest with you. But as we've talked about before, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the first six games. 
Christian Kirk, who we've talked about, is gone. He's in Jacksonville now. Urch is questionable for this week. Um, and, you know, James Conner might catch a couple passes here or there, but I just see Rondell Morris having a big game this week. And if you're thinking about, you know, putting him into your flex or not or whatever, I think he's a pretty good, good bet this week. Yeah, man, it's uh, fantasy football is all about opportunity. And I don't know if his opportunity will be any greater than this week, man. All the signs point to him being just ready to rock. So, uh, yeah, I would start him as well. So, um, my second start is Miles Sanders versus the Detroit Lions. Uh, really sad to say this one, but Detroit was fifth worst against the run last year. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty sad to read. So, um, but anyway, they got better, hopefully, on defense, but. Um, the Eagles have one of the best offensive lines in the whole league, man. Um, and the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken, also led the league in rushing last year. Obviously that also comes from Jalen hurts, but miles Sanders, like he really burned a lot of players last year. Like, you know, us who drafted him. And I think he's going to show us that that might've been a fluke or just at least can get you another good game or two every so often. And it's probably going to be against our Lions, man. I just can I can feel it. All the signs point there. So uh, start Miles Sanders against Detroit. It's going to be a good move. Yeah, I'll leave it to Miles Sanders to, to be a frustrating as heck player to, to have on your team last year. And then more than likely roll out week one and just uh, have a big week just to further confuse those who uh, have Miles Sanders on their team. Yep. Uh, so my next start this week is going to be same game. T.J. Hawkinson, tight end for the Detroit Lions against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, did you know the Eagles had the second-worst defense against tight ends last year? You know, I think I read that somewhere, but I'm glad you're reiterating that because that gives me hope. So if I'm Dan Campbell, and who doesn't want to be Dan Campbell after hard knocks, um, the Eagles have the ninth-rated defensive line coming into the year, and they have two great outside cornerbacks in uh, Darius Slay, former Lion, uh. and James Bradbury. So if you're going to struggle with running and you're going to struggle with throwing to the outside, how are you going to beat the Eagles? Up the TJ middle. Hawkinson. Yep. T.J. Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. Um, and the over-under for this game is a little higher than you might expect, 48.5 points. Uh, so they do expect some points to be scored as well. And I think a good, uh, you know, a lot of that's going to come from T.J. Hawkinson this week. Well, the Eagles just absolutely trucked us last year, and I think that the Lions are going to play, like, ticked off, you know? Like, they're going to be mad. They're going to be out to get revenge um, and show the league that they're for real. So I would not be shocked if it's a high-scoring game for sure. If we – you said 48 was the over-under? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to go over on that one, honest to God. Like, I don't think it's 24-20 or, you know, 20-whatever. It's going to be a good game, so for sure. Um, okay. All my right, last... I think we're on our sits here, Brandon. What you got? Yeah. Uh, last start for me is Gabriel Davis versus the Rams. Now, I drafted Gabriel Davis in our pay league. Uh, he's got all the talent. And Josh Allen loved him down the stretch last year. He also caught four touchdowns and over 200 yards in the AFC Divisional game against the Chiefs, which was one of the best games ever. If you didn't watch the highlights or didn't watch the game, YouTube it. It's insane, dude. Uh, Josh Allen loves Gabriel Davis. Jalen Ramsey will most likely be following Stefan Diggs. Um, so if that happens, Gabriel Davis is going to explode in my opinion. Now this is all predicated on 
Josh Allen having time to throw, and I know that the Rams have Bobby Wagner now. They have Aaron Donald still. I get it. But if Jalen Ramsey is following Stefan Diggs, that means he's not following Gabriel Davis, and Gabriel Davis is a tall physical receiver, which I guess we'll have to see if he does shadow him. But, um, I mean, if the top-tier corner's not on you, man, and you're in one of the best offenses in the league with a good quarterback like him, I'd start him, which is exactly what I'm doing. He's in my flex spot this week. So I would say the hype on Gabriel Davis is real, even on week one against the Rams. No, I hate to say it. Uh, You definitely make a lot of good points. I will be starting Stefan Diggs anyways. Um, You know, even with Jalen Ramsey on him, I think he'll still, uh, you know, hold his own. Yeah, and I do want to reiterate since you said that. So a lot of these players we're picking are not like the automatic, you know, set it and forget it players. Like Stefan Diggs is a first, maybe second round wide receiver. You're playing him every week regardless of the matchup. So I just want people to know these are players that might go later than like third to fourth round and beyond. So, you know, just keep that in mind too. So, Right. So now moving over to the sits. Um, and I'm going to actually pick a player who may have gone a little bit earlier on. Um, I'm going to go with Jalen Waddell, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins against – the New England Patriots. Um, maybe you know if you can't if you can't sit him, you can't sit him. But just maybe you know, be aware. Um, you know, as we talked about earlier in the show, um, Waddle just missed the last several weeks uh, due to a, like a lower body soft tissue injury, kind of unspecified right. like what the issue was. Yeah. Um, and the, he's going up against the Patriots, who allowed the second fewest passing yards uh, in the league last year, uh, under thirty two hundred. They had uh, more interceptions and touchdowns and the second lowest completion rate um, as well last year. So uh, Patriots, I mean, it remains to be seen, but as of last year, had a really good uh, pass defense. Waddle's coming back from injury. I just don't see him having a great week this week. Yeah, I kind of looked at Waddle's stats uh, last year versus New England, and he did score a touchdown in both games he played, but he didn't get any more than I think his cap was 11 or 12 points. Uh, actually, it was 12. It was 12 point something. Um, so, I mean, if he's your flex and you only need 12 out of him, that should be okay. But if he's like your starting wide receiver two and you have a better option, um, then I would take that for the upside because New England's defense is legit. So, good point. I would also sit him. So, my first sit is Darnell Mooney versus the 49ers. Now, I... I'm high on Mooney for the year outlook because Chicago has no one else really to throw to other than Cole Komet, but receiver-wise, it's just Darnell Mooney. The 49ers have a good pass defense, a good defense overall. They gave up the sixth least passing yards last year at only 5.9 yards per completion. They were also tied for the second most sacks all year. Uh, So if Fields can't stay up uh, to throw the ball, then that also causes problems as well. Um Yes, I feel like Fields and Mooney will be a dynamic duo all season, but not this week, man. It's the 49ers' great defense. I'm fading him this week. Uh, Start somebody else if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Go with your laying down there, man. Uh, So my next sit player is going to be Brees Hall, running back for the New York Jets versus the Baltimore Ravens. Kind of like your previous player. I like his outlook for the year. I like what the Jets are doing. I like Robert Sala. I think he's going to be one of those players that gets better as the year goes along. 
but not this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ravens, to me, look like every year there's that defense, right, where uh, last year was the Cowboys or previous years it's been you know, the, the, the Patriots or the Bears or whatever. I think the Ravens, you know, as they have in the past, look like maybe they could be that defense this year that just dominates. Um, they give up the fewest yards on the ground of any team last year, 1,436. Uh, so it's tough against running backs. Um, also, couple that with we don't know exactly how the Jets' backfield situation is going to break down. Exactly. Is Michael Carter going to be the starter? Is it going to be 50-50? How is this all going to go? We don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty, and they're playing the Ravens. Um, I just don't like him as a you – know, I don't want to rely on him for a lot of points this week. I hold on to him. He's going to be a good player. I just don't think this is the week, though. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens' defense, it was decimated last year. Now it's healthy again. That's a top unit. That's a top 10 unit in the league defensively. Maybe not for fantasy, but overall, that's a scary matchup. And you, like you said it, their backfield is uncertain on who's the starter. You could probably get split split carries. You know, Michael Carter might get 10. Brees Hall might get 10. We just don't know. So I would wait and see on that one before I start him if you can – have a different option so um so my second sit you're gonna like this one is zeke elliott versus the buccaneers so i know you didn't get zeke elliott in the draft i know you had to, to pivot your whole strategy i'm sorry i know i didn't get him yeah. but you didn't either over here. <laughs> but the buccaneers are legit man super bowl caliber team they gave up the third fewest rushing yards last year when Zeke played them week one last year, so this is like a repeat week one matchup for them, he only had 11 carries for 33 yards and two catches for six yards. That's not good. That is a waste of a running back two. Uh, honestly, I don't even think I'd flex him this week if I could help it. This is just not a good matchup. Last year they at least had Amari Cooper and other weapons to try and draw attention off of Zeke. They don't have that this year, man. Um, so I just, I don't think he's that great. Also they lost. So Dallas's offensive line, they lost Tyron Smith, all pro future hall of fame, left tackle. They replaced him with, uh, I think did they, I think it was a rookie Tyler Smith, if I'm not mistaken, who's apparently really good or decent. And then they just signed, uh, older, but still a pro bowl left tackle, Jason Peters, uh, from he ret- I don't know what happened with him in the Eagles, but it's not like he was just playing for a team. He's got to get back in the groove. So that doesn't help at all either. So the thing with this week also, now I'm not saying Zeke isn't going to perform at, at certain points this year, but if he has a tremendously bad week one, depending on the league you guys are in, he might be a buy low candidate after this year. You know, if if someone was on the fringe about drafting him and they took him and then he has a bad week one, they might just say, wow, you know what? That's exactly why I didn't want him. Screw this. I'm going to trade him away. You might be surprised. So something to keep your eye on as well. Um, Ian, what are your thoughts? Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. You got to look at those players who have a consistent you know, years and years of history of good performances, have a bad week one or week two or whatever. It's definitely an opportunity to uh, pick them up while they're down. Yeah. I agree. I know uh, Tony Pollard's definitely going to have a good week one, though, so no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. All right, but, so uh, my last sit uh, candidate is going to be Michael Thomas, New Orleans Saint wide receiver for the Saints versus the Atlanta Falcons. Now, this is if he plays. So I think he's still listed as questionable as of right now. 
even if he plays, I don't want to play him. Um, he's been injured for what five, six years now. It seems like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I hope he comes back and has a great season. But first game back from all the injuries, uh, they're playing against the Falcons, right? Doesn't yep. sound like a scary match. Well, right. thing is, the Falcons play a ton of man-to-man defense. They're one of the highest man-to-man defense rates in the league. Uh, and who will he draw? AJ Terrell. AJ Terrell is the second best coverage cornerback next to Jalen Ramsey coming into the year. Wow. So if he's back, coming off an injury, he's got Terrell on him. I can't see him having a big game. Chris Olave might do well, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I, I can't play him this week. I, I had to explore other options. You probably got him later in drafts. So if you have someone else to put in flex, I would do so. Yeah, I actually played Don this week, and this is foreshadowing with our matchups, but he has Michael Thomas in his starting lineup against Atlanta. So, yes, I hope he also doesn't perform this week. Yeah, I I want to see him do good again, but not this week, man. He can he can stay uh, irrelevant up till this week. So, All right. So my last sit uh, is Allen Robinson versus the Bills. Now, I, I did just go over that – it's really only going to be him and Cooper cup versus the bills. But here's the thing. So the bills gave up the fewest receiving yards last year, the fewest of any team and the fewest touchdowns last year for receiving. Now, the reason why I'm still playing Cooper cup is because it's, it's Cooper cup, probably the best fantasy season for a wide receiver ever. There's no way I'm not starting him. But Allen Robinson, this is his first stint with the Rams. We don't know how Stafford's going to look with his elbow tendonitis. I know I just gave you the news. I need to see it first. This is a, this is a primo opponent. So Allen Robinson has to prove to me that he also is matchup independent. Like, it doesn't matter the matchup. He used to be like that on Jacksonville when they had Blake Bortles. Allen Robinson caught for... 1400 yards and 14 touchdowns in one season i need to see that again because since then it's been lackluster uh i still think that he could have a good game but if i have the chance to sit him and play somebody else i'm i'm doing it because this is the the one week on the schedule that's probably not the most favorable so i'm fading him this week yeah um i don't disagree with you He's got to prove it. And, you know, um, to your point earlier, Allen Robinson, if he's on your team, I wouldn't judge him too harshly after week one. It's the flipping Bills. Yeah, seriously. So, yeah. All right. That's going to do it for our start and sit, guys. So, yeah, three players each. Um, Now, the last thing that I wanted to get to is our weekly matchups in our league. Some of this – some of you listening, this isn't going to matter, but hear us out, okay? This is going to be our personal pay league matchups, and we're going to give you a couple players on each team that we think will will do good for the said team, so this might still help you out. Um, Ian, I, so on the app, I'm looking at my matchup and Don's matchup. It's just the first one that pops up, obviously, because it's I'm logged in. Um, so we might as well just start there. So I'm projected for 124. Don's projected for 123. So that's pretty dang even. Um, but here's the thing. I think Don's going to win. He's got Derrick Henry against the Giants. He's got 
Michael Thomas, I know that you just said that he's got AJ Terrell, but of course this will be the week where he proves us both wrong and goes off because I'm playing him. So, uh, and then Darren Waller is playing the Chargers. The Chargers are going to be locked on to Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro at the goal line. Darren Waller is a big, awesome tight end. I really think that that's going to um, pay off dividends. And then lastly, man, Adam Thielen. He's got Adam Thielen as a flex. Yeah, he's older and he's not Justin Jefferson, but that's exactly why he's going to be fine because Jair Alexander, because they're playing Green Bay, is going to be on Justin Jefferson. So I'm looking for Adam Thielen to be a decent start this week. Um, so, yeah, I think Don's going to take that one, man. All right. Well, I uh, going to have to disagree with you. Um, well, I do agree with you about Darren Waller. I think he will likely have a big week. Um, the Chargers do have the, did have the worst defense against tight ends last year in the league. Um, I'm not seeing big things for Javante Williams, C.D. Lamb, Michael Thomas, uh, maybe even Adam, Adam Thielen this week myself. Um, I mean, best of luck, Don, but – I'm going to take the side that's that's got your players. It's got Matt Stafford and Joe Mixon. I think uh, Dalton Schultz uh, could have a good game this year or this year, uh, this week as well. Uh, so as much as it pains me to say it, I think you got this one. I, the only thing I hate is I have a lot of players this week in in the same matchups, right? So I got Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup both playing Buffalo. Gabriel Davis in my starting lineup. He plays for Buffalo. Dalton Schultz. Uh, plays against tampa bay leonard fournette is on tampa bay so like i got half my lineup in like two games so that scares me a lot so i really hope both of those are just (laughs) absolute shootouts man so um why don't you run down another matchup for us yeah so i'm gonna take on uh or start talking about uh daniel and robert um it looks like robert's projected to win at this point um Looking it over, though. So he's projected to win by five, which yep. projections don't always mean anything, but just for what it's worth. Uh, yeah, looking it over, though, I think I'm going to project the upset. I'm going to go with Daniel on this one. I think uh, Lamar has a big week against the Jets. Uh, Mike Evans, um, he's got, got him and his team. Uh, T. Higgins. Uh, I like James Conner this week as well to have a big game against the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Daniel this week. What do you think? So I'm also looking it over. I don't think Josh Allen has a huge game against the Rams. I think he'll just have a regular Josh Allen game. Uh, Rob's got Elijah Mitchell against Chicago. Justin Jefferson against Green Bay. This one's tough, man. Holy cow, this is really tough. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take my dad. I just think he's got too many star players on this side. You know, Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I think that's. In PPR, I think that's going to be a solid, man, probably 60 points right there, honestly, amongst three players. Daniel has a good shot, but he's got DK Metcalf, who doesn't have a quarterback. His tight end's Noah Fant. I just, it's going to be hard unless a player just outperforms their projection like crazy. So I'm going to take my dad on that one. All right. Um, next one we're going to look at is Chris versus Dylan. So. Dylan, they're pretty much deadlocked. They're less than a point difference projected-wise. Dylan is running Russell Wilson, Nick Chubb, Travis Etienne, Jamar Chase, Keenan Allen, George Kittle, Brandon Cooks, and the Colts defense and Matt Gay. So, man, 
Nick Chubb against Carolina. I'm predicting that. That's going to be a good play. I had Nick Chubb last year. He's a killer running back. Cleveland wants to prove that they didn't need Baker Mayfield. I think he has a huge game. And then Jamar Chase against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's got a good defense, but last year the Bengals annihilated them both times. And they have Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback for Pittsburgh. He's the official starter. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals on that one. And I think Jamar Chase has a Jamar Chase game. And then lastly, Keenan Allen, man, PPR monster, as we've said. So I'm going to take Dylan. Yeah, I'm going to decide with you on this one. I'm going to go with uh, Dylan on this one for all the reasons you mentioned. Uh, throw in Russell, Russell Wilson and George Kettle at tight end. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, there's James Taylor on the other side. James Taylor. Jonathan Taylor on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Not the folk singer. Um, but, yeah, this one's looking pretty strong for Dylan to me. Chris, so, we love next- you, buddy, but um, De- just DeAndre Swift isn't going to do much against Philly, and neither is Amon Ross St. Brown. We're sorry, man. We we promise you'll get a win. <laughs> All right, so and then looking at this next matchup, we've got uh, uh, Van versus Austin. Uh, looking it over, you know, I'm actually going to go with Van on this one. He is projected to win by five points. He's got Justin Herbert, which should be a shootout against the uh, Raiders. He'll probably have a great week. Christian McCaffrey is always good to go. Al, you know, Aaron Jones, Cole Komet. Um, yeah, I know he's got Waddle on his team, who I just picked against, but I just feel like he's going to be uh, strong enough to overcome, overcome it this week. So I, I want to reiterate, too, and everyone can tell me if they agree or not. I think – so Van has Christian McCaffrey. He took him in the first round. When Christian McCaffrey is healthy – he is by far the best fantasy player. Obviously, he wouldn't have probably had Cooper Cup's numbers last year, like that many fantasy points. But on a per-game basis, when he is healthy, Christian McCaffrey absolutely can win you a league, no problem. So because he's got Christian McCaffrey with Baker Mayfield and they're against Cleveland, I think they're going to want to score as much as they can. So... I'm looking for Christian McCaffrey to boom this week. Um, I think he's projected for like a solid 20-ish points. Um, Doesn't really say that too clearly on here. Um, But yeah, him. I don't like like Jalen Waddell's matchup, but Jerry Judy against Seattle, I'll take that one. Cole Komet, uh, he's one of the only players that they got on offense for Chicago. And then Saquon Barkley, he's going to be hit or miss every week, but Again, he might be the only good player that uh, the Giants have. So I'm going to take Van on this one only because I think McCaffrey is going to get him so many points from just one player, and then the rest of them will be fine. So, And then there was one more matchup, and that is yep. Mr. Ian himself against Cameron, the guy who stole Ezekiel Elliott from you. How are you feeling? <laughs> what's your What's your thoughts on your matchup this week? Well, you know, I'm feeling pretty confident since I have the highest projected points of any team in the league this week, mm-hmm. um, including, you know, Jalen Hurts against the Lions. Sorry about that. I hate you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little you know, leery of Devontae. He has both Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown on his team. I think they're both going to have good weeks, but I feel like my squad is going to be able to do enough to overcome despite Stephon Diggs getting Jalen Ramsey in, in their matchup. I think aj brown isn't gonna catch like a ton of catches with against the lions like i think he's just like a four catches for 80 yards and a touchdown so i don't think you'll have to worry much there um but yeah he's got dalvin cook 
Devontae Adams in a shootout, Chris Godwin against Dallas. That's a tough matchup. However, you did take Jalen Hurts, and you have Austin Eckler, and Stefan Diggs, which Diggs is going to be shadowed by Ramsey probably. Um, but I so here's the thing. I think you're going to take the win. You have a good squad. Uh, I'm going to look to say I'm going to I'm going to predict that Mark Andrews has two touchdowns this week against the uh, Jets because it is the Jets and Mark Andrews is great. And you have Cortland Sutton, which was my start. So you did good, man. You took all my advice and wrapped it into one roster. I'm I'm applauding you for that one, buddy. Good job. Gee, thanks, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is our matchups in our own league. Um, we want to just kind of preview those week to week and just kind of let you know like how how we fared and um, obviously if we're wrong, we'll say that. If we were right, we're totally taking credit. I don't care. Um, but any kind of closing thoughts as we wrap this thing up, man? No, I'm just real excited for week one. Can't wait to get some football started, like we said at the top of the show. Uh, just stoked, man. Looking forward to, to next week's podcast, going over some results for the first time, talking about some target volume, um, waiver wire. It's going to be a great season. Yes, absolutely. I'm. Re- that's a great point. So, yeah, we're going to go over all that. I'm really excited to see like what players got enough targets. I want to see how Tua looks with this new offense, man. I want to see how Devontae Adams looks in Las Vegas. I want to see how Aaron Rodgers does without any weapons. Like, it's going to be awesome. There's a lot of storylines. I can't wait to see the Lions put up 60 points. No, I'm totally messing on that one. I'm joking. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be great, and I can't wait to preview it. So, And then we might also have a special guest on next week for you guys, so we'll want you to stick around. Uh, last little thing, please, again, like and follow slash subscribe to the show send it to anyone who plays fantasy football we're looking to make this um through the season obviously and then for years to come so we want to build our foundation and you guys are part of that you guys make this podcast we're just here to talk about it so thank you to everyone again from me and ian we'll see you guys next week and take care